0: It's a Thursday morning. A lot to get to today. Jason is back today after being at Brown's camp yesterday. You're at the Guardians game yesterday. You're a man the people. Busy day. Busy day. That's it. He's socializing day. with fans. Now he doesn't. The man in <laughs>
1: black. He's the man in black. Yeah. I like it, man. He's ready to go today, G. bro. Gene
0: Bush is always in the middle seat. Yes, of course, How man. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. I
1: can't complain. Can't complain.
0: You know, we, well, there's plenty on the docket today. The NBA Finals continued last night. Uh, did the... Nuggets leave in Jamal Murray at the end just to get a triple double. Does anybody have a problem with that? We'll get to that a little later. Uh, we got plenty of baseball to get into. Mandy Bell is gonna join us. Obviously, she, in addition to covering the Guardians, has been very involved in, you know, raising money for ALS with with Sarah Langs, who's an M L B researcher. She's very good. She get, comes up with all these stats that, that nobody else knows and sadly was diagnosed with ALS at the age of twenty eight, I believe, and they're they're like best friends. Mm. Uh, I, in fact, I just ordered one of those T-shirts that everybody's wearing now that says baseball is, is the best. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so we'll get to that. We'll get to that a little bit later, so a lot to get to. Mikey McNuggets, though, we got to start with some football today in a minute.
2: Yeah, we got some football stuff. We also yeah. have Sir Yacht coming in a little bit to oh, yeah, go over yeah. his since-99 series, which if you guys haven't seen, Sir Yacht is on a mission to interview every Browns quarterback yeah. whose name is on the back of that infamous It's impressive
0: jersey. that he's gotten all the guys he has so far. He's traveled you know. I mean, he's not an established media member, but he's done enough and he's getting these interviews, and he's done a nice
2: job with that. So And he travels Good for then. him, Like, he he's yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. Was, Trent Dilfer was the most recent one. He's the new head coach at UAB. Yeah, He went down to Birmingham, yeah. Alabama and sat down in the That's film crazy. room with the, I think that the Blazers, yeah. the Blazers football film room yeah. to speak with Trent Dilfer. So he's done a really good job with those and I can't wait to talk to him yeah. about some of the little tidbits he's learned about some of these guys who we talk about in relativity when it comes right. to the Browns quarterback and he's got a deeper dive with them.
0: By the way, I was doing, I've been doing these videos for Bet Rivers where I, it's like previews of the big events of the day. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, it's been about, you know, the sports I know. But today, I actually recorded a couple. One that'll be out today, one that'll be out tomorrow. Uh, about so- – one was about soccer and one was about tennis, where I obviously don't know as much, especially soccer. I don't was, know it
2: messy no, was it the Messi stuff?
0: No, it wasn't about the Messi because it's always involving a bet, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that Manchester City, which which is, a, you know, an English soccer club, they have a chance to win. Like, they won their league and then they won this other thing and – become only a second team ever to do it but the reason i bring it up is because i asked this is the guy named nigel seeley who's like a, a betting expert he does a lot of soccer and tennis and stuff over and he's, he's from england and i asked him two things that i was curious about um that i thought maybe you guys would find interesting number one i asked him you know how popular is the nfl becoming in england and he says it's popular but it's not really growing like when when the games are in England, that's not really growing the game that much, in his opinion, because he says that the majority of the people that go to those games are Americans that just went to England. travel over. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he said he said like two thirds to three quarters of the people that wow. go are Americans. Mm, so, uh, and the second thing I asked him was, is is Ted Lasso popular in England? I was curious. <laughs> And he goes, no, because he says, I think about 1% of people have Apple TV in England. So, nobody really watches. Oh, anymore. wow. 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 Yeah. Anyway.
2: Speaking of growing the game. Yeah. I think I've mentioned this, but my sister lives in Munich, Germany. She's right. been over there for three years now. And she keeps telling me, hey, you got to come be, you come to Germany, become the Adam Schefter of the NFL for German people, for the, the folks in Germany. Yeah. She says it's blowing up over there. Like, there's now watch parties for random games. Really? At a All bar right. in Sunday. Now, they're... They're nine hours ahead of East Coast or eight hours ahead of East Coast. Yeah. So, for the 1 o'clock games, it's 9 p.m. kickoff there. Yeah. And she says the bars are packed in Munich now for football. So, really? I don't know if England and, and Germany, obviously different uh, countries, he did different say, cultures, but he it is growing s- in yeah. Europe. Or he in did Europe.
0: say there's a lot of betting on the 1 o'clock games because the 1 o'clock Eastern games um, start right after their regularly scheduled soccer matches end.
2: Yeah, because they're four because o'clock. Because of the time Soccer, difference. Yep.
0: So he says there's a lot of actually betting, but he was telling me first of all, gambling's been legal in England since 1971. Wow. Mm. All right, that's 52 years ago because I was born in 71. What the hell is
3: going on in that parking lot? <laughs>
1: Getting busy. <laughs>
3: they're cleaning the pipes.
1: Work. Oh my god. What,
0: did that work. Pause. So uh, yes. yeah. 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 Uh a- yeah. Anyway, there's 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 a guy named Herbie who's like the the fix-it guy here, does yeah. all these, these odd jobs around WKYC. I don't know what his main title is, but that's just what – Is that what he, – I mean, He's what's the his building b-
2: supervisor. Building
0: supervisor. He helped
2: he's, build this building. He's
0: out in the parking lot, maybe, what, 10 yards from the front door
2: yeah, he's of clear. our
0: studio, and yeah. he's got a – what's the thing called? I can't think of what that's called. A saw? Is it the
2: Zamboni thing? No,
0: he no. got a handsaw. There's, no. like, sparks it's flying like all over the place. It's like a Dremel. Oh,
2: he's building a new – he's building the new steel frame for the garage door at KYC. No, he's doing something on the ground though, there's like sparks flying all
1: over the place. Anyway, speaking of nobody sparks, can see that. yeah, hey, well, I don't even know if that was a transition. Was I do, got, I got some breaking news. Dalvin she, Cook, cut by the Vikings? Yes, he is cut. Yeah. Um, and uh, we'll talk about whether the Browns – no, I'm no, no. joking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Oh, Jesus. You know, what you are doing? <laughs> they thought I needed big he's names. He's veteran running backs. Right? I can't. Zeke, I can't <laughs> with you <laughs> people anymore.
3: <laughs> now
0: now Zeke's out there. Yeah, Zeke
1: out there. Oh. Kareem Hunt.
3: <laughs> oh,
0: Jason's oh, like, don't, don't do it. Sign all seen. the veteran running backs and make <laughs> sure Chuck gets
3: 20 carries a game. <laughs> Dalvin, I do think
0: Dalvin – I do think Dalvin Cook will be more popular than Zeke and Hunt. Not for the Browns, but he's still good. He, they just have a nice backup back at Alexander Madison, I, who they're ready to turn I, the page to, I don't and know they need to cut payroll. Their money is he, different. He's going to go if I'm
1: Miami. They don't really have a, like a lead back. Right. I, I'd go after Dalvin Cook if I'm Miami. But so, anyway, go ahead. you know, some people have, uh, and and we should have, I probably should have probably rolled this out a little bit better, but yeah, um, a lot of people have hit me up and DM me and said, "Hey, G. Bush, man, what's going on? What you know? We we've noticed you haven't been on Locked On Browns, yeah. um, and you know." I was, I was going to come out and say something about it, but, you know, I you know, think we get do, doing stuff, and Jeff is, is still doing his thing over there. So, you know, I wanted to let the fans know we did a great job of building it up over there. we over 6,000 people, I think, subscribers on YouTube. Um, I am no longer with Locked On Browns. Um, I do still support the uh, podcast. I watch it every single day. So, shout-out to Jeff, I think Pete Smith from uh, Sports Illustrated is doing it as well. So I always watch, but I definitely saw a lot of people reaching out. Hey, where's G Bush, where's G Bush? So um, there's no bad blood or anything. Um, It just didn't work out schedule wise. Um, And they're still going to do a a great job of of watching that and and covering the Browns every day. Um, So I do have some exciting news though. I will be having some things rolling out uh, for football season with some other uh, independent content. So I'm really excited about that. Um, if you like the post games, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be doing something a little more like that on my channel as well. Um, and and uh, I am doing some other things. So today I will be doing this is probably my third time doing it. I'll be doing a national Browns live on Bleacher Report. So you guys can check that out. It's a, you know, we'll be talking about the depth chart, what happened in OTAs um, and kind of previewing the season. So this is the third time I've I've worked over there, worked on them. So you guys can check that out, that live stream on Bleacher Report. But I do got some cool content coming. So I do want to thank Ross uh, and Dave for the opportunity because, you know, when I came into it, you know, they were the first person to give me opportunity uh, to do a podcast every single day. I cut my teeth. I learned a tremendous amount about the business. And um, I thank them for giving me that opportunity. So, just want to say thank you to them and continue to support the Locked On Browns podcast. And my uh, next episode of Up Next with Adam the Bull, my TV podcast, G. Bush is my
0: guest. Check that By out, too. That's coming out today. It'll be out at some point today. All right. Let's get right to it. So, yesterday, uh, Mary K Cab at Cleveland.com said, DeAndre Hopkins to the Browns is a long shot. The, uh, the Browns were the favorites in Vegas. I, I don't know that that's worth much in a situation like this, but I think we all thought there was a reasonable chance DeAndre Hopkins would be here.
2: I have the exact quote, too, if you'd like to read that. Yes, please. Steve, let's take a 181 full here. This is from Mary Kay's article. Quote, but the Browns are happy with their current receiving core and aren't looking to add a big name, high-priced player such as Hopkins at this time. It's currently unlikely to happen, but he's also in the never-say-never category. Now,
0: that's a quote from Mary Kay. It's not necessarily a quote from someone else you know obviously she has her ins with the team she has connections with the team as much as anybody that covers the team uh clearly this information is coming from the team and if you read the article uh mary i mean the team just isn't interested for whatever reason that's the way it seems jason we thought maybe that deandre hopkins wouldn't be interested in the browns I don't know if he is or isn't, but the way this article reads from Mary Kay is that the team is not really interested in him. I obviously disagree with that. I think they should be, but it is what it is. The fact that he's visiting the Titans to me means
3: he doesn't necessarily care about winning, but I don't know. What's your take on this? Well, there's a lot. I think there's a lot of tentacles to this and lots to unpack. Yeah. Number, number one, I've maintained all along. I didn't think he was coming here, so I'm not really surprised by this. If If DeAndre Hopkins really, truly wants to come to Cleveland, and Deshaun Watson really, truly wants him, he's gonna he's gonna come here. But I, I just don't think that that's aligning. I, I don't care what guys say publicly, I don't care. What are they supposed to say? Yeah, what's Deshaun supposed to say when he's asked, do you want DeAndre right, here? Right, of course, yeah. Well, no, nah, screw him, we don't need-. he's not gonna say that. Yeah, so you, I, I just don't pay attention to what they say when cameras are rolling and recording. But behind closed doors, the conversations that Deshaun has with Brown's personnel, the conversations that DeAndre is having with his agent, if they really want to align, it will align anything short of that. He's not coming here. And for the Browns perspective, you know, we weren't even having this discussion until obviously he was released by the Cardinals. And then all of a sudden everyone became obsessed with, with the yeah. Andre Hopkins coming here. But it's sort of like, it's sort of like last year when the, when the suspension went to 11 games and I kept advocating for Jimmy Garoppolo because you're not going to win anything with Jacoby Brissett and Brissett played better than we thought, yeah. but he still wasn't top tier quarterback. But the Browns had an eye on the cap and what they could roll over into this year and I think it's sort of the same thing is they're going to be in as of now they're going to be in absolute cap hell next year they're like 30 million over the cap so every dollar they can roll from this year into next year will help so it feels a little bit like that again and and the Browns I'm sure they do feel comfortable because again before DeAndre became available everyone here was raving about all the moves that the Browns made in the offseason everything looks great and everything's wonderful and they upgraded the receiving core all of that is still true. So I do think that they're comfortable with what they have in the room. I do think that they are content with where things stand. So I'm not surprised by really any of this. But again, if DeAndre really wants to come here and Deshaun truly does want him, which we're not going to know because it's all about the private conversations, not what they say publicly, I still think something will get done. I just don't think that that's the case.
1: Gee. You know, for me, what this screams of is he wants one more payday. Um, it it, it it always seems to change your mind about where you are in life based upon your friends, right? <laughs> like, you know, sometimes if, if, if we've all had friends who've gotten their first real job first, and you're kind of doing odds and ends jobs, and you still yeah. maybe not be working full-time, part-time, doing a couple things here. And then the first thing you notice is like, well, damn. You got a new house, huh? <laughs> That's a nice apartment. Well, wow, the car car got upgraded. Okay. And, and, and you could be feeling good about your situation over here. You feeling like, okay, well, you know, I'm not working full time, but, you know, I got some expendable income. But what happens is you look around the league and DeAndre Hopkins has to be looking around and looking at Odell Beckham Jr. being like, I mean, this dude ain't played in years. He was the guy that was, we was thinking it was going to take you know, 4 or $5 million or whatever the case may be. When they talk about 15 guaranteed and 18 up to 18, it makes you think a little bit different. And DeAndre Hopkins in his mind is like, well, look, I don't know what his spending habits is, and I'm not going to put that out there like he's reckless with money or anything. But I know how it can be when you you say, hey, I want one more bite at the apple. Like right now, I'm in my early 30s. I know that this is going to be the biggest check probably I'm going to get the rest of my career no matter what I do with the production on the field. So for some people that check at the end of the day to take care of your family or to make yourself comfortable if, if, as you get older yeah. is it takes priority over the winning. I mean, He's made over $100 million though. If hey man, if he if his family's not comfortable now, they're never going to be. Well, here's the thing. Some people we automatically think Jason people prioritize that ring. Over that bag and they don't be like that. It's
3: a lot of guys, it's never enough.
1: No, I hear you, but look, let
0: me just say this. First of all, you say, well, what they say publicly doesn't matter. Of course that's true. I agree. 115,
1: 115 minutes.
0: Also, comments like Mary Kay's comment about well, the Browns like their wide receivers, they're happy. Well, that's also That's also what else are they gonna say? Right. Gonna, sure. Are they gonna come out and say, well we're we're not really happy with our wide receiving core, but we can't afford DeAndre Hopkins? They're not the teams don't tell the truth either. Now sure. they they didn't come out and publicly said that. But her but saying everyone is, is,
3: But everyone has been raving about how great the Browns receiving core looks now with, with the additions that they've made this offseason. But, he, listen, the Browns wide receiving core is definitely better than it was
0: last year yeah. on paper. Mm-hmm. we got to remember it's on paper.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: no fan base, I think, does a better job of overhyping their talent than the Browns. Oh, they all do. They
3: all do. But the Browns are exquisite. We're near the it.
0: top. Yes. We're near the top because we're so desperate for it. We're so desperate for it. The bottom line to me is... Uh, This idea that we got to roll over the cap and they're way over the cap. I I feel like they've been talking about uh, the Saints have been over the cap for a decade, and every year (laughs) you find a way. (laughs) You find a way. (laughs) I know at some point it catches up with you. You look at the Vikings here. Okay, now they've had to cut Dalvin Cook. you got to make sure that when you get to that point where you got to start cutting guys because of the cap, because it will happen eventually, that you have good enough players to back them up, and it's not a big deal. Good
3: organizations do that. Nope, nobody in the league has a quarterback with a fifty million dollar cap hit except the Browns. Nobody. Fine, but there's a few teams that are close, and is and now
0: there's some others that are coming, right? Yeah. Philadelphia is going to be there. Cincinnati's going to be there. Not soon. at
3: fifty. Char- Not if, I don't think it'll be fifty. And and they restructured it this year. Yeah. But now they're going to have to do it again next year. Like. So then you keep doing it. it, it but yes, but if, <coughs> I'm just saying, every dollar that you can roll over helps. Right. And mm-hmm. it it comes down. But to. But what are you rolling it over for? What are you rolling it over for? Because
0: in this AFC, there are at least three teams that are way more proven than the Browns are. At least three, right? That have accomplished more, that are better, that the Browns, That even if they're not, maybe the Browns get up to that level, but they got to prove it. And you and those teams are loaded. And every, like, we're excited because the Browns wide receiving core is better. I think it's better. I, I like Elijah Moore, but... Let's face it. That's all they did was Elijah Moore. Now they drafted a kid to throw up. They drafted David Bell last year. He was useless. Right. I don't know that this kid can play. Right. Well, nobody knows if he can play. So Elijah Moore is better than whoever they were using as their third receiver last year. How much
3: better is he? I'm not sure. And I I, I agree with you. Yeah. I think on 98 percent of what you're saying because I like. If Hopkins wants to come here and, and Deshaun wants him, it's going to happen. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, like it, it is an upgrade, but I just don't think that all those pieces are aligned. So I don't think this is a realistic so you, conversation. So you're saying that that it's, you saying
1: you say there's more on De, Deandre Hopkins. than well, it It's is all with the Browns. on
3: Hopkins. Like this is, yeah, this is DeAndre's going to go where Deandre wants to go. He is That's driving true. this whole thing. And I just don't think it's a realistic and I'm not going to sit here and kill the Browns for it because I just don't think it's I don't I never thought it was very realistic I just I've said that from the start I, I, Well, you don't but but you brought up the cap so that makes it seem like well there's a, the money's a factor here well no I brought up the cap is is yeah. why why they would keep one eye on things and why they why maybe they aren't gonna willing to spend 18 million or whatever right. top dollar on DeAndre but again if DeAndre really wants to come to Cleveland maybe he doesn't take the 18 I, I think th- right. that, they make I, it work Yeah, that's kind of the point I'm they're trying not to gonna make. say you're right ultimately if DeAndre
0: Hopkins wants to be here and Deshaun Watson wants him here, he's going to be it's here. It's going to be. It's it, it, going to yeah. work. Yeah, that, but I, it, And yeah. I do think G is right. I think the Odell, the absurd Odell Beckham contract, oh, and it's absurd. It's absurd. Has probably affected DeAndre Hopkins' Absolutely. market. Yeah. Because
1: DeAndre Hopkins is better than Odell. And and, and you, you know he's telling his agent, listen, if he's sitting there, and for a guy like DeAndre Hopkins who gets cut, right, he's expecting that phone to be ringing today. Like, Hey, let's get DeAndre here. Can we get a visit? How much is it worth? That phone ain't been ringing like that. And when it does not ring, players then say, they go to their agent and say, why is the phone ringing? We need to drum up something. You ain't got no teams that's interested. So you go to a team and it's like the Titans. And and the fact that he's visiting the Titans tells you with 100% certainty
3: that it's if not all, 99% about the money. I thought it was interesting what Vrabel said of like, I'm done recruiting guys. I, I don't recruit anymore. I recruited in college. We want guys who want to be here. It was <laughs> that, almost like, that's dope. <laughs> it was almost like, you're not going to use us to drive up the price right, right, Yes. If you
1: want to come here, you're welcome to come here, but you're not going to use us. I and, thought that was really interesting. And, and, and think about it like this. It, it seems like a, I'm going to Tennessee to drive the price up because Tennessee has one of the worst quarterback situations in the AFC of teams that are decent. Like you got Tannehill, you don't know. If you're I just don't play with him. that they're decent anymore. I think they. I think they're going down the shitter. Will, I, I
3: don't know. Will, Will, I Will know. Levis, I Vrabel, Willis, Vrabel's ten and seven, nine and eight. No matter what the talent,
0: like, yeah, he, he what was their record talented. last year? Didn't he's, they
2: finish under 500? They were eight and nine. They tied yeah. with the Jaguars, but the Jaguars. I just don't tiebreaker. like.
0: They got Derrick Henry and what? What? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he
2: goes to Tennessee. I think we could all agree that he's out here just trying to get as much money as possible. Yeah, he sure. Can. And there's nothing and that's wrong his with right. that. There's
0: nothing that's his wrong. Right. Right. And that's his right. Sure. Yeah.
3: Go make every dollar.
0: I just would think that, like, again, I'm not in that situation. If I were a, a supreme athlete that was great enough to make 150 million dollars as a wide receiver. Maybe I'd feel differently, but me being a fat, out of shape guy who was never good enough in football, I think to myself, oh, I've made $150 million. I think I'd rather win than make every last dollar. That's what I would do. I think I would do, but right? I don't know. There's right?
1: a there's a happy medium out there. There's a nice number that says, hey, I'm getting a lot of money. Yeah. Plus, I got a chance to win. I think he's trying yeah. to get to that point, get to that. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, it, to me, if he's going to Tennessee, he's not interested in winning at all. And I always say this, money is such a cra- crazy thing. At um, one point in time, we didn't think we was getting Deshaun Watson. <laughs> At one point in time, Deshaun Watson told the Browns he physically called them. Nah, dog, this is not gonna happen. And guess what? 24 hours later, he got signed. Funny how money worked. Now if the Tennessee Titans come out, and give him five million dollar offer, and the Browns have more money to give. It might happen. And like, yeah. and I love what Jason said. The one thing: if Deshaun Watson r- Always read between the lines. If he really, really, really was like all, all hands on deck, I need to get this dude right now. They get him because guess what? He he get. You know, he Jason said it. He the only person that's on the books for fifty million. And if somebody for fifty million want a rental, they'll go. They'll find the money to get the rental. But he. But what he gonna say?
3: If Deshaun tells Jimmy Haslam, go get me. DeAndre Hopkins, he's at. there. It'll get done. That's It'll right. get done. That's right. I just think, while I like what the Browns have done at
0: wide receiver, and I think they're going to be better, I think we got to realize that they've added nobody that's proven. Like offensively,
2: at least defensively, they have.
0: No, I'm talking about wide receivers Okay. Yeah, I mean Elijah Moore, he hasn't done much in yeah. his first two years with the Jets.
2: What if? But I'm thinking like, what if De-
1: What if? De- what if, De- if, De- if Deshaun Watson says, look, yeah. I like D. hop. That's my man. I can't I can't say he lost a step. I can't just tell him nah, we ain't going. he's like, yo, like if, if D hop is on the market and they ask him in a conversation well, who are you going to look to who are you looking to if it's third down who was in your pecking order. He like listen Mark Cooper going to get most of the targets. I like Elijah Moore. I want him in on third down all the time. He's throwing to these guys like he may be telling them behind the scenes like look, I mean, I can't come out and say that, that that's my guy. I can't come out and say that I don't want him. What am I going to say in the situation? But what we're going to do is we're just going to play the corporate yeah, role. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I when the guy played last year and he played with nobody, who that was his quarterback Colt McCoy.
0: Most of the games last year. Yeah.
2: Yeah, it was Colt McCoy because Kyler Murray got injured. I mean, in 11, Colt McCoy. i I I would do it.
0: it. I you know what the stand. guy still put up wide receiver one numbers. On a crapola team with a crapola quarterback, so I
1: I stay, I, I, I get his point, but
0: yeah, but but ultimately, I can't get mad at the Browns if <laughs> right. it's not their fault. They, right. You know, right, right. And I think you're pro. In the end, you're right. If Watson and Hopkins want it to happen, the Browns are not going to say no. Sorry, guys. Right. right. So I think I would Hopkins give the Browns played
2: the- one game with Murray, by the way.
0: What's that? I think he played one game with Kyler one game last with year. Kyler Murray. I would say that in the end, if the, if Hopkins signs somewhere else, I'm disappointed, but I'm not going to blame the Browns
1: for it. Tennessee is where where veteran receivers go to die. <laughs> like, like, I can't believe they traded AJ Brown. What did they get in that? I don't get it. A
2: I first think- round pick and a future f- second or something yeah, like that. Right. But not not nearly the haul that you would expect for a guy. And who'd
0: they use, use that first round pick on? A receiver, wasn't it?
2: Yeah, Traylon Burks.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, they, you, who's slated
2: right now. If the season were to start today, he'd be their number one receiver. He'd be their number one receiver. I mean, he he'd be okay the worst number one in the NFL, though.
1: But I didn't see much. Yeah.
0: He, he, you know, they, they just, they're they a real run-heavy team, obviously. Yeah, just... All right, Mikey, what do we got next here? Well, first, before we move on to our
2: next topic, yeah. and I'm really going to test the parameters of your guys' creativity here mm. in your imagination. Okay. But something you don't have to imagine, something you can actually see in real life – While touching grass is some high-quality football that's not the NFL right here in Ohio. Down in Canton this weekend, a bunch of the UCSS squad will be at the USFL game on Saturday at noon as the Pittsburgh Maulers, our guy Boogie Roberts, takes on the Michigan Panthers, which I believe are still head coached by Jeff Fisher, who came on the show last year. $10 tickets, USFL.com for all your ticket needs, stats, videos, highlights, and more. Check them out at USFL.com. So during training camp yesterday or OTAs mini camp whatever you want to say, Deshaun Watson was asked about I just did all three I understand yeah <laughs> I just combined all three Minicamp. into one mini camp yeah, yeah mini camp uh, Deshaun Watson was asked what do you like about this offense what's how do you see yourself progressing and he said everything's brand new so I want you guys to put on your artist hats and give me your best version of Picasso of what the perfect Browns offense in your mind looks like for this upcoming season.
0: The perfect Browns offense for me is about 62% throwing the ball. I know I got Nick Chubb, but you know what? I'm going to give Nick Chubb his 18 carries and I'm gonna no,
3: throw. no, no, 20. It's got to be 20. Not they, they're not going to
0: win. No. they can't that's win true. if you don't You're get right. 20 carries. You're right. They only got to be get, 20. That's right. Fair point. But I'm going to uh, Yeah, that but yes, <laughs> that absurd stat. I want 18 carries for Nick Chubb and then I'm going pass happy the rest of the way. Uh, then you know if I'm up, if I'm up in the fourth quarter, then I you know run out the game with Nick Chubb, which is why they won the games. He carried twenty times because they were winning and he ran out the clock. But uh, I, I digress. Uh, I, I want to see an offense where the the receivers are catching the ball going towards the end zone and not coming back to the line of scrimmage. Guys are catching the ball on the run so we can get some yak yards after the catch have been a. A th- an elusive thing for for the Cleveland Browns seems like every time they you know, we, every time you catch a ball with with it past quarterbacks guys are falling down. They have to jump up to catch it. They're running back to the line of scrimmage. I want to see these guys on the move where they catch the ball A guy like Elijah Moore who's got really good speed can take the ball take off because the Browns don't get enough chunk plays in the passing game. That's been a flaw for this offense not just in Kevin Stefanski's tenure but basically forever, that the Browns were not a big chunk play on offense, probably since Derek Anderson, that one year with D.A. And it's been missing, and it's part of the reason the Browns lose a lot of games. If that part of the offense happens this year, which I think this team is capable of with with their quarterback and the upgrades at wide receiver, uh, and their tight end too, uh, then the Browns will – if that happens, the Browns will be a very
1: successful team this year. So that's my – dream offense for the Browns well, well, listen, my dream offense is I, I want to see some 10 personnel. Uh, I want to see some 11 personnel. Um, my, my dream scenario is, is coming out with see my base formation would have three receivers in it in a tight end. Um, yes. and, and, and so that's what we come out in base now out of that base. Uh, I want Elijah Moore. Um, in motion, I want him picking apart people, trying to you know diagnose where the where the defense is going. But more than that, I want to have him shifting back into the backfield, maybe swing him out of the backfield, running wheel routes, making those guys adjust. But the great thing about it is, I'm looking to not only pass out of that. That's going to be one of my power running formations because. What you can do is now when you force somebody a nickel, now you can count the guys in the box. Now Nick Chubb has traditionally always gone against boxes where you got seven, eight, nine people in the box. If you come out with three wide right receiver sets in a tight end that can move vertically like David and Joku, now you have an opportunity where now you may only have four or five guys in the box. Now you can't count on somebody making a one-on-one tackle with Nick Chubb and he's gonna break at least one. So now you have to pick your poison. Either Deshaun Watson could throw the ball downfield vertically. He could pull the ball run. He could run some little quick orbit motion and, and swing passes with Goodwin. He could do that with Elijah Moore. Um, you could you can find guys over the middle. And if you're using David Njoku on vertical routes and post and corner routes, I need the Travis Kelsey playbook. That's what I need. I don't need him running those sit down routes bull like you talked about. Yeah. no four yard button hooks and, and that ain't what we looking for. And on top of it now. That opens up everything on the outside. I think Donovan People people's Jones will run more of the route tree. I just like the fact that vertical, vertical, vertical. If you can spread guys vertical, now you can run some of the underneath stuff. And for God's sakes, when I run when I watch the four o'clock games, I see people wide open, Jason. Wide <laughs> open. Just running free. Just just know, just know that they, they run so free, they feel like they ain't got no bills. They have no bills, all their bills is paid, car payment is done, and there's grocery and refrigerators. That's how free they is. I need the Browns to be free like that. I like I like three receiver sets. And, by the way, I'm going to say this, mark it down. Nick Chubb, 16 carries. 16. Mm. You see that? Clip that. You see that? Yeah. Clip that. You see that? Yeah. We're going to run see. that back you in see September September that. You run run see what I did? You see what I 16. Yeah. Sixteen. I need three. I need three. T- uh, three attempts in the air. I need you to prove you're a better uh, back. But I need. I need the aerial attack. Yeah. Sixteen carries. Weren't maybe.
3: you once you were to those twenty carry truthers last year? Yeah, yeah. yeah, was. yeah I
1: was. <laughs> I was. Listen. You know, I listen. I was, you know, listen, I was yes. almost like it was a twenty carry. J. Brad G. <laughs> they stole. They stole the election and Nick Chubb's
0: it. At the same time, Jason, when we heard at the end of the show yesterday, Deshaun Watson say, Hey, this offense is totally different. Yeah. We got excited about that. Did you well, Loved it? No, duh.
1: Loved it.
3: Yes, of course. It's going to be different but the, until you hear that.
0: No, there's, there's we've
1: been like,
3: saying Whoa. it. How many times have I told you? I Kevin's going to sit down with Deshaun and they're going to run yeah. through 45 plays. You like this one? Great. It's in. You don't like that one. It's out. It was always going to look totally different. It better look totally different you better. He yeah, had yeah. Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett's playbook before like, yeah. this is going to look different. It has to look different. I want to see Deshaun around 70% completion percentage. That's yes. sort of the new elite mark yes. among NFL quarterbacks. It was an insane number to think about a few years ago. Now you're consistently seeing three, four, five guys or so around that 70. Yeah. He did it in 2020 with a bunch of grocery clerks as his receivers. Yep. I want him in that 68 to 70% range and really everything else trickles off of that. So I, I don't, I can't sit here and design the perfect route tree necessarily. But if Deshaun is completing passes, if he's seeing the field, if he's delivering the ball, gee, guys have been running open for the last couple of years. They just had Baker throwing it. To them. <laughs> I'm serious. Like <laughs> I, I was watching games where people are screaming about the yeah. offense. I'm like, guys, do you realize that Kevin's scheming the receivers open? He just doesn't have a quarterback who can get him the ball. Mm. So if Deshaun, Deshaun returns to that, that right there. You see 67% completion percentage. I wanted higher than that 68 69 70 somewhere in that range by the way, everything no, else is going to fall. Into you know, place. Who led
0: the league in completion percentage last year.
3: No uh, Kirk Cousins was up there. I think Gino Smith. Oh, wow. 69.9. So nobody was over 70 last year. Nope. Cause crazy. generally it seems the last few years, there's been two or three quarterbacks in that 70. percent I mean, range. he was close. So tw- in 20, uh, no generally about because I always look at this at like week eight, week nine, there's like eight, seven, eight, nine guys over 70%. And you're like, oh, so, my God, this is incredible. And then by the end of the year,
2: it's usually down to two or three. So last year, Jason, four quarterbacks had a 68 completion percentage or higher. And three of those four played the full season. Stafford only played nine games. Back in 2021, Joe Burrow did complete 70.4% of his passes. Mm. And then five others had over 68 completion percentage Tua was at 67.8, so he's right on the precipice, as was Mac Jones. Yeah,
0: I think 68's the number. Yeah. but Drew Brees one year was well over 70, I think.
2: 13 quarterbacks in 21 had 67 completion percentage and or higher. And then real quick, just for fun, we'll go back to 2020. Three quarterbacks were over 70, including Deshaun Watson, Drew Brees, and Aaron Rodgers, who completed 71%. And that same season, eight quarterbacks were 68% or higher. So... 68 seems to be I think 69, you don't
0: want to be just in the top 13. You want to be near the top of the top 13. You (laughs) Mm. meet me to it. 69%. Nice.
3: Nice. (laughs) So, yeah, yeah, anywhere in that 68 to 70 range. Yeah, that's where he needs to be. That's where he needs to be. Yeah. And he can get there if if Elijah Moore is tearing the top out of the defense. I think there is a place for Cedric Tillman. We've talked about it. I know he's a third rounder. I know you have no idea what you're getting out of that. The Browns seem to like him better than the other receiver out of Tennessee, even if they had their pick of both. Uh, I, I don't know that he's so much a yak guy that you were talking about earlier. I think he is a catch, and that's where it's going to be. Right, that's right, it, right, right, But still, guys who can freelance in this offense, guys who can, when a play breaks down, who can come back to the ball, who can get themselves open. I think that's a big key this year. Deshaun wants to make something happen, move out of the pocket, keep a play alive. Well, he's got to have a receiver who can sort of dance with him and knows the steps. So, But it, it it all starts with with Deshaun and how he's seen the field, where he's going with it, and if he's completely passes or not. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, I think I think the bottom line from all of us
0: is the passing game has got to be dynamic. Yeah, the teams um, that win generally have
3: dynamic pass offenses. Yes, and 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 AVP said it at OTAs last week that yeah. chunk plays and driving the ball down the field is a big focus and a big emphasis on this on this season, which it, it has to. It's another. It's sort of a no brainer. I mean, it's good he's saying it. Whatever, but right. It's sort of a well, yeah. It better be like of that's course. the whole reason that you're putting this together the way that you yeah. are. Yeah, and it's hard to do that
0: running the being a run heavy team, and you know, most run heavy teams these days don't have success in right. the playoffs. Tennessee hasn't. Baltimore hasn't.
1: It. It, it, it's too it, you limit your possessions, right? Like, and, and that works, and that seems great. But what happens is you, you're counting on your defense, you know, stopping somebody. If you limit their possessions, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you might not stop him on. You might you may actually stop him the first couple snaps or the first couple quarters or yeah. even a half, but he's going to put drives together and he's going to put when when he puts those seven up. Yeah, now you've been taking the air out of the football the whole doggone game and now right. you've got to have a counter. Right. And if you're not built for that, it's just it's not hard to work. come
0: back when you're a running team. Yeah, uh, and and when you have teams like Kansas City, Buffalo and Cincinnati. Who are as prolific offensively, and that's not even including the Jaguars, whose offense is really good, and, yeah. and the Chargers, who have done not done anything to playoffs, but they got a really talented offense. I mean, Miami, what you know, if two was healthy, how good could they be right. offensively? The Jets, if Aaron Rodgers has gas still left in the tank, could be really good. There's a lot of big time pass offenses in this conference, and you've got to be able to keep up with them. The Browns got to throw the ball a lot. They got to throw the ball a lot to win. We'll see if they're capable of it. They should be. But you're right. Watson's got to be close to that 70% mark. That's where we expect him to if be. If he's down
3: around 62, that's a huge oh, percent nope, it's a problem. Yep. Go ahead, Mikey. One wrap. thing real quick.
2: Uh, you mentioned Cedric Tillman. This was not in the rundown, but I was talking to my buddy. I think I've told you guys, but I worked in Tennessee right outside Knoxville when I first got into TV. Before Tillman was there, but I know a bunch of the people who still cover Tennessee. And Tillman came up, and we were talking about the Tillman-Hyatt, who was better, who was whatnot. right. Very different skill sets, but he said that Tillman's sophomore year, so he was injured this most recent year, only played in, I believe, seven games, it was kind of banged up. His sophomore year, he said that's the best season I've seen, I remember seeing from a Tennessee receiver, up close and per he's covering the team for 20, 22 or 23 years now, Yeah, since 2000, so twenty. this will be his 23rd football season. Yeah was the best receiver season he could remember seeing in person and the most impressive considering the teams that he went off against, which were Alabama, Georgia, and some of the toughest teams on their uh, their schedule. He's like, I don't remember seeing a person or receiver in that Tennessee orange uniform come in against the caliber of opponent and put up numbers like that as consistently as Tillman did, and he swears that this guy's going to be a stud at the NFL. All right, listen, we all hope it happens. Just wanted to put that.
0: that You know, I'm just. I think we got to be realize that there's a lot that's got to be proven. Yes, Elijah Moore than fair. Elijah Moore was drafted high, but he's got 900 yards in two seasons. Yeah, he had his opportunity with the Jets, and he didn't make the most of it. Now it soured, and now he's got an opportunity here. I like the trade. I've always thought the guy had a lot of potential, but right now it's just potential. And same thing for this kid. So, you know, we'll see. There was some hype and excitement for David Bell last year, and it went nowhere. Yep. And I'm not giving up on
3: him yet either, because it's only one season.
0: But Jason, uh, is
2: he a lock to make this roster? Yeah,
3: I think so. Yeah. For at least one more year. I think David Bell's on this team. They just drafted him in the third round last yeah, right. year. And they I been, mean, if if Anthony Schwartz can stick around for a second year, yeah. David Bell can now stick Now they have around better talent at the year. position. Sure. But yeah. still Well, I mean
2: they obvi- just have the, it's less of a David Bell thing, more of a number. They just so, have a bunch so of So you receivers. got
0: uh they could keep seven. They could Cooper keep seven. DPJ Elijah Moore, uh, what's Tillman. the kid? Tillman, just Tillman, right. So that's four definites. Right. Marquise Goodwin. I don't know that Marquise Goodwin is definitely on the team. I think he is. You think he is? I'm, I wouldn't say oh, definitely, yeah. but
1: I think he is. I okay. know, it's not
0: like he's done much in his career. He's a speed guy, but yeah. what, you know, yeah. Yeah. he's I mean, old and he hasn't I'm, done much. I mean, I, I mean, mean, is
1: it him or Schwartz?
3: You well, gotta I have mean, some Swar- speed. Or- Sh- Schwartz is
0: not on. No, Schwartz team. is not gonna be on the team. So
3: yeah, I don't think. Man, uh, I'm not getting anybody's name right now. Uh, Jakeem Grant. I, I I don't think he's definitely. On I the got team. laughed off the set when I said he was not making this team. Laughed off the set by who? Off this set, not by me. Was no, I, I don't think you were here that day. He's not making this team. Jakeem Grant. And they just he's changed the rules. The they
1: don't even take kickoffs back because
3: Jakeem Grant is just a return
0: guy, and they've got other options. So I don't. A so guy. I would think so. The four. So Godwin's five. David Bell's six, who else are we talking about? Why wouldn't well, he Well, the if team? they
2: brought in Hopkins. Well, they brought in it, Hopkins. Then, then it turns into a numbers game. Well, but, but right right out,
3: we are going to say it's a long shot. So, Cooper, Moore, DPJ, Tillman, Goodwin, Bell. Bell, that's your six. That's, that's your six. And if they six. keep a seven, then it might be JaKeem. Maybe Grant. it is JaKeem Grant,
0: yeah. but I don't think he makes it. Who that. else is in the – I mean, Schwartz is not going to be on the team. Who else would be
2: in that competition? I, I was just for the, asking for another guy. Throwing out a question to you guys.
0: There was another receiver. Who was the receiver? Had like 100 or 200 yards last year? Another rookie.
2: Mike Harley. Well, he tore his Achilles, though. Uh, I don't. Oh, uh, Michael Woods. Michael Woods. Who got hurt though? Remember he tore his. Yeah, he's hurt. He oh, yeah, out out yeah, He's out for the year. Yeah. All right. So I think we know. If they
0: keep six, we know who the six are going to be. If they keep a seventh, maybe ja- Jakeem Grant or, or maybe Anthony Schwartz is decided. What would be the point of keeping Anthony Schwartz as the seventh wide receiver? Know. If you're going to keep a seventh receiver, it's going to be a guy who could play special, special teams. teams. And that's not Anthony Schwartz, really. So, I don't think there's any way he's on the team unless the team has a bunch of injuries, which uh, that that would be a disaster. All right. A lot of other players spoke yesterday at Brown's uh, minicamp. We do. And before we yeah. get to that, though,
2: Jason, you were at minicamp yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. I know you spent a lot of time watching Watson. Anything outside of Watson that stood out that you want to touch on before we uh, we get to the last part of this Browns conversation?
3: Cade York looked good. Really? I, I joked. I said it Those was high-pressure pressure kicks. If we could call a timeout during Browns games, home games, yeah, move everyone to Bria, yeah, put them on the practice field, right? he'd make every kick. Every kick? He was 5 of 6. The, the, uh, the miss he had was really bad. But yeah. the five makes were right down the middle. So, I mean, you know. Again, I spend most of the time watching Deshaun, but I did notice the the Cade thing. Otherwise, there's not really a whole lot to it. When they did the full team
0: practice, were were they running a lot of three wide receiver sets? Some, yeah,
3: some. Okay. But not a lot? I don't know. Quantify a lot. 70%? Oh, God. All right. Uh, No, actually, I won't. No. I was going to say, next time I'm out there, I'll I'll, I'll keep stats of formations and That's asking a lot the, from Jason. Any, that is asking a lot any chatter, by
0: ADD riddle is Gray. there any chatter I mean anything else uh, any Do chatter about uh, anything that you was see,
1: interesting my, anything with the defense any uh, anything Schwartz said or anything did you go down there no
3: Schwartz is I, I I just it's fun to watch Jim Schwartz like I just I enjoy watching him in action because he's he's on the field yeah, Like I think we right. talked about that before yeah. he's standing not on, not on 11 on 11, but on seven on seven, he's standing next to the center. So in, in facing the defense, right? So he can see guys as they're moving around and, yeah. and see who's going, where, um, I hate to let you guys down. I don't have any great big, big. is he getting on guys? Like, oh yeah. Like card.
2: I heard it. And Jason, you could please confirm this, but I heard if there was a live camera around Jim Schwartz during a practice, you would not be able to audibly hear any word because it would just be the tone-deaf, <laughs> to explicit word beep the entire love time. It.
3: Yeah, he, he he gets after it. Love it. I love that. He was yelling at the coaches. I had someone else tell really? me he was yelling at the coaches because they were in the way. He couldn't oh, see. And he was God. telling the coaches, get off the field so I could love see the players. <laughs> yelling at the assistant coaches. So, yeah, he's fiery. He's good. He's, he's fun. They
0: need that. I agree. Because their whole, Kevin's such a vanilla guy. Yeah, they, Jim. need Jim,
3: the other coach to be a little fiery. Jim Schwartz is a little bit of a red ass. A little oh, I
0: like I that. Think. You need that because... Yeah. Joe Woods was kind of like Stefanski, very low, laid back. So you need if the if the offensive guy is, is and that's chilled, the, and of
3: all the guys you want, I think you want your DC. I mean, I don't
0: know. Yeah, They're, you want the DC to be, and it seems like Ray Ventrone was saying yesterday. Seems like he's like still thinks he's playing. Like he's in a way,
1: he's running out on kickoff. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah,
3: he we, he was talking last week about why he cut his hair. It was funny. He said he just didn't have time anymore to take care of it, and uh, but he right. does still have a very much a player's mentality. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Like and, did you see
2: DeQuil out there? Was he back this week?
3: I did not see him. That doesn't mean he wasn't there. But I did not see him yesterday. He did and not I, I do, do think it's good Sandy's that, coming, speaking of so. special
0: teams for a minute, I do think it's good that the Browns specifically added a few players who are special teams guys. I feel like it's, it's a part of the team that the Browns have kind of pushed to the side over the years. They've not focused. They really made it a focus, bringing in a, like a – a highly thought-of special teams coach, a guy who played the position, signing two – I can't even remember their names because it's such obscure guys. But, like, they signed two free agents this offseason that are specifically, like, special teams ace type of guys. And I think it's important to have some of those guys, and the Browns really have it. Well, I think they tried addressing it with Grant, and then he got hurt. Well, first, but not just a return, return guy. I mean, these are guys who are like – they play all four phases. They block. They tackle. They, you know, they do all the stuff, yeah. the little things that don't show up in the in, the, in yeah. the box score, that are
1: important to getting those extra yards on special teams. Yeah, you know, I, I was thinking about this, Jason. Um, is this a year if the Browns are successful, and and it, and it jumps off with with Stefanski, and it jumps off with Deshaun Watson? Could you could you foresee this as something where? For the first time, Kevin Stefanski would be a coach that got the second contract. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and when he gets well, the technically, sec- you did, but that yeah, we didn't yeah. count that. Like, but yeah. he showed no he showed no problem. It was a one year extension. He, yes, for Hugh. But do do you think if Kevin Stefanski get he they come out they do great this year you get to the second year he gets the extension, do you think this could be like the first time you would actually say like, okay. The Browns are set up for now some sort of success because de- he, they made it through through, through the
3: storm. So yeah, I, I mean, I, if they do well this year, I would imagine he would get another four-year extension.
1: I,
0: I'll go. I'll make this bold statement because this is crazy in Browns history. Yeah. If the Browns have a big year, like win double-digit games, go to the playoffs, win at least a game, because I mean, y- you got you know, it's it's going to be hard to win in the playoffs. Yes. Yes. <laughs> because it's Extremely. the AFC's tough. But if they have a really good season, and Deshaun Watson looks like the guy we traded for, I think Kevin Stefanski will make it the double-digit years as co- as coach wow. I'm That's, gonna say that, that right now, because wow.
1: your for knees all are my,
3: jerking.
0: Your knees are jerking. Like, geez, oh, right? oh, oh,
1: his knees Jesus going. going?
2: Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, 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 no. Knees and belly,
3: knees nope, and nope, belly. Nope,
0: nope, nope, nope. Um, nope.
2: That was an image I stare right at. My oh heart. my God! I'm looking directly. Oh, let, let me tell you I something. Ever see that ever again, but I love you. Bro. Let me tell you something. Here's why.
0: This, this makes a lot of sense if we can calm everybody down here. For my shaky knees, I had him going there.
1: i was oh about God. to fly away. I need therapy. All
0: right, you do. You do. You certainly do. Uh my, my reasoning is this. For all my criticism of Jimmy Haslam, yeah. I'm not a fan of Jimmy Haslam at all. I, you said something the other day that I actually agree with. I think he is dying to be like the Steelers yes. and have a coach that's there forever. Yes. Yeah. But he's done such a shitty job at picking coaches oh, yeah. that it's not even been possible. Right. So if Kevin Stefanski takes this team to the playoffs for the second time in four years, and most importantly, he gets the most talented quarterback in the history of the franchise to play like yeah. the most talented quarterback in the history of the franchise. Yeah. They're locked in together. Yeah. And he's
3: not – it would have to fall apart so bad for him to get fired. Well, you're talking about in year four, <laughs> if things go well, yeah. he'll make it to year two. 10. I'm saying that's a really long day. Hey, that's why <laughs> that's it's a, with no gas stations. See, I read I read
0: Connor Orr's article on SI about bold predictions 100 bold predictions and about 13 of them were bold. That if is going to make bold. a bold prediction. Saying a Browns coach is going to make it to year ten—that's a bold
3: prediction. I, I see. I can foresee too many disasters in year six, oh, seven, and eight. certainly. <laughs> to believe 100%. that because of what happens in year four, he's going to make it to year hey, ten.
1: Hey, if it's, that's it, why it's a bold prediction. If if, <laughs> if, if I hope you're right. If, I hope you're right. It's great for the if, franchise. Yes. If I'm right. If that aerial attack happens, where the Cleveland Browns are a—they step into this century and they vertically throw the ball, people will step go crazy.
0: Century. They
1: people will go crazy, True. man. Yeah. They're going to go nuts. How many coaches have
3: made it to 10 years, current coaches, with, with the same team? Belichick, Tom Tomlin, Tomlin,
2: Harbaugh, Harbaugh.
3: Harbaugh. Uh, Pete Carroll. Has Andy, Andy Reid had not been there 10 years. I don't think so.
0: He
2: might have. Andy Reid got – that's a good question. I don't think so. Give me one sec. Was
0: Sean Payton – before he left New Orleans, he was there 10 years, wasn't he? No. Payton was there 10 years. Wasn't he? Uh,
1: Yes. Ten years. Ten years is. This will be Andy that's a tenth tenth season, This is his tenth. Okay. Right, it's so a small group. That's it's a. a it's that's a. That's group. an accomplishment that's a lot. today.
2: That's a. I mean, huge but Marvin
0: Lewis was in Cincinnati for almost twenty years.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And a lot. Sean Payton only made it eight years. Okay. In New Orleans.
3: And to your point, Bull. Yeah. I, I've mentioned this a couple of times when we sat with Jimmy and D at the owners' meetings last year, not this past yeah. Yeah. couple. Yeah. Right, right. 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 Right yeah. after they signed to Sean, and Jimmy told me, you know, we when he went to Pittsburgh. They had Kevin Colbert, Mike Tomlin, and Ben Roethlisberger right. at the three most important That's positions in the franchise. That's what he's trying to get to. And if they can do it with Deshaun, Kevin, and Andrew Barry, yes, he would be ecstatic. And I've said it before, he doesn't want to keep firing people. I, he's, right. he's embarrassed by it. By, by As he how, should be. And and the fact that they did give Hugh an extension coming off, oh, in a winless season yeah. tells you how desperate he is That's for right. some sort of stability. So, yeah, any, any chance that they have, any reason that they have – to hold on to these guys they're going to and that's why you know i i when i look at the schedule i look at it and go oh god this is set up for a, a bye week firing of like a, yeah, a it is right yeah, with the, is. with the difficult teams stacked on top of each other and the early bye i look at this and go man this isn't good i mean you, but i hope it doesn't come to that well you think about it i mean this is i
0: feel like i've said this before but but i'll say it again it is the most critical year by far in recent browns franchise history
1: because absolutely this Either crazy.
0: Deshaun Watson is going to finally be the quarterback that is the great quarterback for the Browns for a while, yeah. and they're winning, and they're in the mix every year, or he just has lost it, he's a disaster, and everyone gets fired. The, the extremes, like, if it goes well, it's not as as crazy as it seems, it's not crazy to say Stefanski and Berry and Watson can be here for the rest of the decade. Right. On the other hand, the coach and the GM could be fired by week four.
3: Hey, Mikey, can you pull up the first yeah, couple especially of weeks? Especially the coach. If, uh, we talked last year about how critical the Carolina game was, and it felt like a massive game one for yeah. obvious reasons. This one also feels like a massive game oh, one oh. against Cincinnati because you got the Steelers. That's a Monday night game, right? It, at Pittsburgh yes. on a Monday night in week two. The schedule's hard. Titans should be a win, but the Ravens are, are never easy. That's no. never an easy game. No. If you're one and three at the bye week, what happens? You know what I mean? Like I think yeah. that they have more time than that, but I just don't. Right. I don't like the setup of, I the, hate of that first five. weeks. I hate it. It's set up for a really disaster. Now
0: you do have the two two of the three uh, division games were at home, which is that nice. helps. And three and, three and four overall. At home. I,
3: it just it that week one game. It feels like now. Listen, they beat Carolina. It didn't matter because they just threw up all over their shoes. Yeah, right. In week two, but if you if you lose to that. Bengals team, and then you got to go on the road to Pittsburgh on a Monday night. That seems like a really hard time, right? Turnaround. On the There's other so hand, if you win, you'll feel good about
0: them absolutely going to Pittsburgh oh, and absolutely. possibly
1: being three and zero. If you come out of this thing three and one, four and oh, forget me right, shaking. Oh my god, yeah, forget like the whole television, yeah. the house gonna be shaking. The city will the break Earth's off, gonna, bro. Yes. Are you serious? Yeah. Like you, Cleveland you, will fall into three? the lake and float to Canada, yes, it will. It'll be it's an island. It, just listen, it's just three and against the AFC North. Are you serious? Like people would go crazy. Like it, it, it would be the na- They'd lead every story. It'd be a national headline. What is the last time the Browns went 3 and 0 in the division in the AFC North. 3 and 0 to start the season. To Start the season.
2: When's the last time they went 3 and 0 to start the season? Well, haven't they lost 21 of
1: 23? Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, The last time they went 3
0: and 0 to start season. Had, had, the season.
2: Probably
1: the 80s. Like,
0: You get
2: off to a start like that. They're
1: going to be thinking. I don't even know. I mean, I can't think of it off the top of my
0: head. Go ahead,
2: Mikey. We got about 10 minutes before Mandy Bell joins us and talk a little Guardians. This I want to have a little fun with here. And before I do that, I want to tell you where we're getting these clips. And, of course we're talking about the internet we're talking about pcc airfoils are you looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits well pcc airfoils is a leading manufacturer in northeast ohio all locations of pcc airfoils in east lake menor wickliffe and minerva are hiring for all positions starting at 18 dollars and up plus full benefit packages paid time off and a signing bonus you can apply online at precast.com careers to learn more kevin stefanski brought a basketball hoop out to minicamp yesterday jason you are a resident basketball expert so I wanted to uh, play some of the. There was
3: one dude. I don't. I don't. He was wearing a jersey and he was too far away. I couldn't see who it was. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable athleticism. three sixty dunks. He looked like a defensive lineman. I don't. Maybe. Well, we have Hayden's we have the videos. It. Was it what's his name? The kid from Ohio State? No. DeWan Jones. Now, oh, would know yeah. No, DeJuan no, no. Jones. Yeah, it wasn't Dewan.
2: And we have video of him taking jump shots. So Steve, let's uh, let's take the dunk contest video first. Anthony, you can hit play and let's let's grade some dunks here. Oh, who is it? Miles oh. Garrett? Alex Wright. Hunter Bedford, and maybe this is the guy you're thinking of. I am JM.
3: No, it wasn't him. It was. It was the. It was the. Who was that?
2: I don't. I. I don't know. That's the guy. I think. That's Miles Garrett. Yeah. No, it wasn't Miles. That's the guy right there. Oh, that's Miles. (laughs) That's Miles (laughs)
3: Garrett. It was not the guy with the headband. It was the other guy in the orange sleeveless shirt. Okay. He was throwing down him.
2: That's Hunter Head. No, 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 not him. The white guy was. Who's Hunter the white Hedford. guy? That's Hunter Hedford. Ah, okay. Edford. Edford. Show Excuse me some love. Me. White men
3: can jump.
2: Big six him. zero.
3: He was doing three sixties. That's cool.
2: That's it was, annoying. it was impressive. I'm surprised
0: they let them do this and weren't worried about some hey. torn ACL. So area. we have
2: some more. So this was uh, JOK, Steve, Anthony could play it. JOK decided to come over, tell the media, I'm about to drain this. And then this happens.
1: Oh, that's ugly. Oh boy, and he shoots with two hands. Uh, that's Jason,
2: you, you were thinking of Alex Wright, by the way. J O K Alex no, right. Wright.
1: Okay, J O K has the worst gear in Berea. Yeah. That was that was a Luke Harringotti shot right there. Why does he have high tops <laughs> on? He has high top Chuck Taylor cleats. Luke These are- Luke Herringote
3: played on the awful Cavs teams yeah, back yeah. when they were tanking. Oh yeah. After the yeah first time, yeah. I saw Luke shoot a three from the top of the three point arc. He hit the flag in the bottom right corner of the back <laughs> And t- to this day, it was the worst <laughs> shot I've ever seen in the NBA from the top of the three point arc. To hit the American flag right. in the lower corner of the backboard. By the way, the
0: 2001 Browns lost their first game, but won three in a row after that. Does that count? Does not count. No. Three and zero.
2: No. Well, now, Jay, uh, Jason and G. Not only did we just see J. Okay, shoot. We saw a bunch of dudes take jump shots. You can play this video, Steve. The Browns can't shoot. Hey, why should? Oh, <laughs> that was hey, worse joking. than
1: me. David and Joku look like a creative player who just missed the green dot.
2: Oh, according to Hayden Grove, Andrew Berry walked by while this was happening and said, well, at least I'm not worried about the Cavs stealing any of my guys. So.
0: <laughs> Andrew Barry said that? That's he was walking good.
2: by the media, yeah, and, and made the joke. That's he pretty going good.
0: Through. See, they
3: were far. I, I wasn't. Ooh. I was standing over at the interview area, which is a long ways away from there. Hayden was up close around the, around the hoop while that was going on, obviously. I was too far
1: away. I just I, I just downloaded what you said. You said Luke Heron go bro. that that's that Samardo Samuels. Oh era Christian Iinga Christian Ianga. Oh, yep. Oh bro. Yeah. That was one of the worst yep. errors I've ever seen I, in my I life. I did an
3: oral history on that team and then they just destroyed Ianga. They said Ianga could acted like he couldn't understand English. <laughs> when you asked him something he didn't want to do, he'd go, ah,", <laughs> ah. But he spoke English
0: just fine. by the way, I found Fresh. the last time the Browns started the season three and L. When? 1993 mm. really now they finished that season 7-9 and
3: nine. was that the 51 and not? no that wasn't 51 no. they you know who they beat in the first game of the week who the Bengals at home oh yeah in Cleveland
0: uh, Bernie was the quarterback the Browns beat the Bengals 27-14 beat the Niners 23-13 beat the Raiders 19-6 unfortunately they started 3-0 and they were 5-2 and
3: and then they won, Is that then when they Bernie won seven got hurt? of nine to end the Is that when Bernie got hurt? Is that when he broke his ankle against the Niners? I mean, uh, did he break his ankle against the Niners and played on it anyway? Or Bernie I, like, Bernie played that? six games that year. I think, well, I
0: think that might have been when he, I don't know. And Vinny Testaverde started six. Bernie started six. Vinny Testaverde started six. And Todd Philcox started four. Yeah, I wow. that might
3: have been when Bernie broke his
0: ankle. And d-
1: was that, th- they beat the Niners. That, so that had to have been Joe Montana Niners. Or was it with Kansas 93, City? That, 93 uh, would have been
3: Steve Young, I think. I think my, or no, maybe that was 95 Montana yeah, went to yeah. Kansas City. It State.
0: was, let's see. Uh, the quarterback was Steve Young. Mm. Steve Young threw three picks in that game. No touchdowns, three picks. Oh, wow. that was Miami he broke his ankle against. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. Anyway, that was it. So it's 30 years. 30 it's years. It's been 30 years time. since the Browns started 3 and
2: 0. One guy did, though. Look very impressive with the basketball in his hands yesterday. And, Steve, you can take this last video. But Dewan Jones, who was a highly recruited basketball star coming out of high school. Push. My God. Still has the jumper. Buckets. Look how small he makes the person standing next to him look. He could be a stretch forward. Is that another player that he's next to? No, it's a... I don't know who it is. He would uh, actually, he
3: would be a stretch six. He's so big, <laughs> he's bigger than the center.
2: He's a stretch six. He's a stretch six. How much is That's the, a pretty he's like looking 400 form. 400 pounds,
3: isn't he? It its That's a good looking shot. What do you say, Bull? He's like 400 pounds, isn't he? He's He
2: listed at 379 coming out of Ohio. No, Dames. he's not. He's, he's bigger
3: than that. Stop it. I think he's strong. I don't think he's more. I think he's around 385. I bet you he's 400 pounds. It's all bullshit.
1: Do legs. you think he plays at all this year? Yeah. You think they'll put him on him like some goal line packages or something?
3: uh yeah he could i mean it's all maturity with him it's all being a professional and yeah if he can grow up a little and bit. and let's face it the browns have had a lot of injuries on their offensive line I mean, yeah they have i mean you're yeah. talking about trying to rely on conklin to stay healthy for seven why games. tellers miss time every year tellers, yes. oh that's uh, he they're not moving DeWan to guard no i, I
0: know but just you know he maybe maybe the first tack backup tackle up has to play guard yeah, yeah, because somebody, you know two somebody, guys get hurt somebody hit
1: me with a hot take it was it was kind of flaming at the time he said uh Wyatt Teller was a one hit wonder he said uh, that one year he had 2020 his best year uh, he was knocking everybody out he said but uh I think he was a one hit wonder in terms of an elite play yeah, yeah, he's been fine he's been good he had the
0: then, calf injury
3: last year yeah, I think that he, lingered longer yeah. than. uh People realize. I think yeah. he was pretty banged up. But he's, yeah. he's this is a big year for him. We don't really talk about him yeah. because he's a guard, right? But this could be his last year here. Oh no, it no, no probably, no. probably oh. He is. I mean, you, you know. And, and again, it goes back to the fifty million dollar cap you, hit on a quarterback. You right. can't carry guards making no, you can't thirty pay million him a ton of money to their offensive between line between Nick Chubb and two guards making thirty million. Something's got to give here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Thirty and, million total between the guards.
0: And even though Batonio's getting up in age, like Batonio's a short thing. Yeah, he doesn't get hurt. I think He's it's, great every you, year. If you have
3: to pick between Teller and Betonio, no, you are probably pick Betonio, even no though doubt. Teller's younger.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's even close. Uh, you know, Teller's had one season where he played at that superior level. Yeah. Betonio's done it basically every year of his career. Yeah.